to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 378 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along. And uh, if you're wondering what to get your mother on Mother's Day when this comes out, share, uh, share a podcast with her. <laughs> and uh, maybe, maybe this one. Well, it could be better. Oh yeah, Mum! Happy she, Mother's Day because she listens. So yeah, she might she might like you more if she that, that saves me a phone call. <laughs> Why do I get the feeling you weren't going to do a phone call? I wasn't going to do a phone call. Yeah, mm. okay. Um, I'm pretty sure Jehovah's Witnesses don't do uh, Mother's Day, so yeah. No, it's uh, all part of that uh, thing. Yeah. I think I, uh, it's an excuse. That's my excuse. I'll, I'll stick with that. So uh, cool. So, so what's happening? Uh, not much, but I'm assuming you're half broken. Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, Did you I not managed your to um, uh, strain my back uh, at 5.30 this morning uh, lifting something. Uh, it wasn't even a big thing. It was just the picking it up off the floor part of it that um, yeah. broke me. Been there, done that. So, so yes. Uh, so I'm standing up as we're talking now because uh, that's a lot more comfortable. Either lying flat on my back is good or standing up. Uh, everything else is a bit. Blah. <laughs> but that's cool. Oh, but how, how's the rest of your week? Oh, um, been busy, been busy, busy at work. So we'll see how we go. I'm going to work tomorrow, but I just won't be lifting anything. So I don't know what I'll be just doing wander, exactly. Just wander around. Well, I have to open up. So I open oh, up in the just, morning. Just do so. that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see, we'll see what happens. Anyway. So um, cool, cool. So we've got a bunch of stuff here. I got, I got a bunch of fun I stuff. I know. Did you, did, what happened? Did you? I, I don't know. I was just, yeah, I spent um, some time one afternoon, evening, whatever, going through some stuff, and I thought, this is hilarious. Um, and I just put a bunch of stuff in there, and now I'm like, oh, God, I don't remember what any of this is, so I have to look at it when we go through. Well, you- I, I will go. I will mention one thing that I haven't got a link to here, but have you heard that US is looking to ban menthol cigarettes? No. So, yeah, um, and it's a really, really big deal. So it's something like 70 to 80% of black people who smoke in the States um, smoke menthol. Oh, okay. So they reckon if they can ban menthol cigarettes, a lot of them will give up smoking because they just don't want, you know, tobacco tasting cigarettes. I don't know, whatever. And um, non-menthol. I don't know how you say that. And they also think that menthol is a big on-ramp for kids. Oh, Which really? makes perfect sense to me. Well, have have you ever tried smoking? I think I think I did when I was a kid. I I think I did. Yeah, I went, probably so, that yeah. tastes like crap. Bugger off! I don't want any of that. Like, but, yeah. but oh, okay, but a lot of people don't like the menthol ones. Like, if you mention that to a smoker, they're like, no. I know it's like when you get hooked on it. Yeah, I think. Okay. But, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So I, I just reckon it, it's a pretty cool idea, and I, I think um, if it works, if they do that and it shows any um, sign of working, they might do that here. But I do agree. I don't think the percentage of menthol smokers is as good, big here. No, I'm not actually so. sure. Yeah. Hey, this um, millionaire got off speeding in Germany. Oh, yeah. Um, so if you've got a car that can do – it's his car that he got is only limited to 420 kilometers so an hour so he wants to see 
if his Bugatti Chiron can do that, right? Yeah, so, so the factories told me it's limited to 420. I just need to make sure I, they're not I lying to me. I need to believe it. I need to believe it. So he went on the Autobahn public road, and um, he got to 414 kilometers. He put it on YouTube. You can actually watch the clip. The Germany transport minister, they sort of said, you know, this is terrible, blah, 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 and all this sort of stuff. So he comes back, and he says, look, he said, we did this the best possible way we could. We had spotters. And other there's there was a tent, there was other cars on the road as well. There were spotters on bridges, and he said that um, he had good visibility up to four kilometers. It can break from four hundred kilometers an hour to zero in nine seconds within four hundred ninety meters. So that's how much notice he needed. Uh, they did it like in the middle of the night. Um, there was fences along the whole stretch of the highway, so no animals can go. And um, yeah, they said okay. That makes sense. We believe you didn't endanger anyone because you chose all the best time and conditions to do it. And it's the Autobahn. Oh, yeah. Good on him. That was good. Um, no, it sounds very pragmatic, very German. <laughs> we always feel sorry for the millionaires, and uh, it's good that they, you know. Yeah, yeah. Get, getting one out there. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. I've got this uh, hilarious story. Um, so a, an American family caused his Havoc as Israel's Ben Gurion Airport in Tel Aviv on Thursday. Okay. Um, uh, so when you're when you're um, a tourist in, yeah. in like Israel and you see uh, souvenirs, what what do you pick up as a souvenir? What would you think you'd pick oh, up? like a giant knife? Yeah, well they 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 grabbed this unexploded shell and they thought that would be funny. That's a good that's a good thing. So it was actually for sale. No, they picked it up off the ground. Oh, I see. I <laughs> and see, they decided yeah. to take it back. It's live. It's alive. I can explain. I'm, I'm <laughs> I think live and about to explode are two different things. I'm sure they would have been fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Um, so yeah, um, so they they went through, and and then they got all surprised that the uh, security got really upset at them. <laughs> Because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Americans. Um, so, anyway, I, uh, there's a bunch more in this. Well, not a lot more in that story, but it's hilarious. But I thought I'd mention that. That's cool. Well, have you have you heard that um, Canada, the Canadian court is now um, sitting to or, or deciding on a change to their constitution so they can now prosecute crimes in space and on the moon? Oh, right. Because what's the law for, like, America and that on that? Do they have one? I don't know. Actually, I don't know. Um, The proposed change to the law, which is expected to pass, was um, described in a 443-page budget implementation. Mm. Um, So any... Ottawa has already extended its jurisdiction over criminal acts committed by Canadian astronauts during space travel to the International Space Station. So they'd already done that in the past. And they are treated as the same as crimes committed in Canada. Yeah, that makes sense. The update comes as the number of space flights are increasing. Ahead of the first crewed mission to moon in more than 50 years is sent to launch next year, next year, Mm. the year after, May 2024. So they're going, "Mm, we're sending a Canadian to the moon in 24. Maybe we should make sure he can't just murder everybody up there and come back and go. Hey, it's cool. I was out of your jurisdiction. <laughs> hey, just keep saying hey. Every third word, yeah. Uh, I, yeah I, again, that just tickled me a bit. So, so we'll, we'll stick with the space theme, obviously. Uh, we've got a rocket um, 
company here in New Zealand. They're headquartered, yep. headquarters in America now, but we've got the launch pad here and they launch some rockets every now and then. Yeah, because uh, I, I read the story. I'll just interrupt for a second. And I went, Rocket Labs of California. I was like, oh, that's, is that our Rocket Labs? And I had, and I had to read through it. To, to Oh, yeah, I know it is ours. <laughs> yeah, all the workers are here, um, uh, some people in America. So they obviously came up with this plan on to catch their boosters with the helicopter. Uh, which, yeah, which just when I read that, because I was like, that's not true is it that somebody's pulling my leg but yeah but they've been practicing for two years that's the funny thing so they've been doing it a while the cool thing is uh obviously so they did catch it and then they dropped it eh? like yeah from yeah what I hear, um, the, the pilot said oh it's safer for me to drop this right now um yeah he said it felt funny not like yeah. in the simulator which i'm like how does it feel in the simulator well, no, they had, been done, done no 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 they have done it before that's the funny thing they had another helicopter fly up uh, one and drop it with its parachute and then the big ass helicopter would fly in the sikorsky yeah. so it's the biggest helicopter in new zealand yeah it weighs seven tons did you see what they had to do to retrofit it no it has like extra fuel tanks bolted onto the side of it so it can fly for the length of time it needs to fly. Yeah, because it's coming down uh, over the ocean so that if they miss it, it's splashing down yeah. where it's not going to hurt anybody, which is cool. Yeah, um, so I think as a helicopter pilot, it must be pretty cool, I guess. Oh, dude, on your CV, that's going to be pretty epic. Like, yeah, seriously, yeah, yeah. you're going to get a few drinks bought at the bar from that. Um, I'd say so, yeah. But, yeah, I was I was curious as to how that all worked, and it wasn't until I saw a bit of footage on the news, because mm, I, mm. I put this in here before it turned up on the news. They had the the main shoot and then a a, a mini shoot with yeah. a, a line between them. Yes. So, and, that's, and, and it's hooking the line between them. So they do this in one of the Batman films when the plane flies over him and he shoots up the grappling hook, I think it is, and it catches onto it and it yanks him up. Yeah. Um, and they've done it a few times and they do it in, um, oh, I was watching James Bond. I'm going through the James Bond films. and The, the unit has has an episode where they do that too. Uh, oh, they, so, they fire a balloon up and a plane comes yeah, through. And that's it's what they do in James Bond. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, it's that's hell of a way to get rescued, eh? <laughs> hell yeah. Like, uh, no, but that's pretty cool for Rocket Lab. Um, be interested to see how often they do it. Yeah, so um, um, just for those interested in, like, why would you bother, uh, if it's splashed down, they can recover it, but it the splashing down makes a lot of its components destroyed. So they yeah, have to, yeah. whereas if they catch it and they, with the helicopter and they take it back, it's totally fully reusable, as I understand it. So, yeah, that's the point. Um, so... Did you hear about the Fongamata community rallying around a woman? Oh, is it the Moko thing? No. Moko, Moko Kowai? No? No. Uh, okay. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. No, this is because her robot vacuum cleaner went out of her house and started going around the town. Um, and then everybody kept reporting sightings, which may not have been fully factual. But it was a lot of fun. Um, so I'm not sure if she said that she's found it yet. Uh, it broke free around 3 p.m. And uh, it just left. It went out the door and was trotted off somewhere. Screw your servitude. I am free. Yeah. I yeah, am yeah. free. <laughs> me, me. Oh, that's so cool. anyway. This cracked me up. 
this is a Sydney thing, and it just shows that all city councils around the world, no matter where they are, are all stupid. It's, it's, just, a, it's, uh, a, it's a special breed of person, and I hope that they can identify them as children uh, as they're growing up and knock some sense into them. Yeah, so... Um, I'm going to read. I'm going to read this because it's, it's fairly well written. Fancy restaurants may come and go, but the Sydney Food Hall of Fame. But in the Sydney Food Hall of Fame, few establishments establishments are more iconic than Paddington's Indian Home Diner. Okay. For at least a decade, Robert yeah. Chowdhury has dispensed the ultimate late night feed for revelers: oh, yeah, a mean. thick, carby nan kebab stuffed with potato, cheese, and Indian curry of your choice. I'm very hungry. Health food it isn't, but it's magical at soaking up the booze. Handily located on Oxford Street near the Unicorn Hotel, the diner was perfectly placed pit stop on the way home to eastern suburbs after a big night. Okay. So they've been doing that to like three in the morning for the last, I want to say 20 years or something. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. It was in those, here. Those places are magical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just been doing this. Um, that's all been put to an end. A month ago, Woolara Council rejected Chowdhury's bridge to officially extend his trading hours to 3 a.m. on Friday and Saturday nights. It appears the diner had been operating f- until 3 a.m. in breach of de- um, its uh, conditions without an issue for years. So nobody had noticed. Nobody cares. <laughs> nobody noticed. No. Nobody cared. It was doing a good job. And then they, he goes, oh, oh, looks like, oh, maybe I should get this um, thing. And they've, they've said, no, you can't. If you if you are open after whatever midnight or whatever it is normally, uh, you'll be fined. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, I just it's just like why? Where's this common sense thing? Um, no, there isn't any. You just have to have that common sense. It's a little bit like that Ukrainian thing going on. I don't know if you heard about that. I only heard about it last night. I haven't mm. written it down. But um, there's this Ukrainian doctor that came from Mariupol, and she came here in 2019. Okay. And she's been help, helping on the front lines with um, with the COVID thing and all the rest of it. And her husband, she hasn't got national, she's not nationalised. Her husband is, he's Ukrainian as well, but he's been here longer. And so he's, he's a, a citizen, right? She's yeah. not. Her mother has escaped from Mariupol and she's made it to France. She doesn't know anybody there. She's on her own. Yeah. yeah. And Excuse New Zealanders can now bring... Ukrainian family members over. Oh, except for her. But, except for her, because she's not nationalised. Mm. And her husband can't, because he can't bring his mother-in-law, only his mother. And it's like, come on. <laughs> this is just stupid. It makes complete like, sense to nobody. <laughs> it makes no sense. A little bit of common sense on the law here. Bring the mum over. Nobody's going to have a problem with that. Like, uh, I was really crook last week. Was it last oh. week? I don't know. Last week, yeah. Had a stomach bug. Yeah, no, it was last week. Had a stomach bug, I think. And, uh, you know, throwing up and stuff. And uh, did I mention that last podcast? I can't remember. I don't know. Anyway. I can't remember either. I anyway, remember you. I know you mentioned it to me, but I can't remember if it was on the podcast or not. Anyway, this story came out. A 26-year-old man volunteered to drink a dysentery smoothie that would give him life-threatening diarrhea to help scientists making a vaccine. It's the most brutally sick I've ever been, he states. Uh, he would do it again for the, both the money and the humanitarian cause. Uh, the bacteria they gave Did they say him, how much they're paying him? Because I'd want to know, because it'd have to be 
um, forgive the expression, a shitload uh, of money because so, I'm totally intended. Yeah, so this bacteria kills hundreds of thousands of people every year. There's no vaccine for it. There were 16 young, healthy people in the study, and they gave them a shot glass worth. Um, they paid them about seven grand. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe but I then, would. I mean, I don't know. Like, it de- like there is some... They were advertising for some of the medical tests that they do in Auckland. They're bringing them down to Hamilton. Uh, Guy did one a couple of years ago from Guy and Harley podcast. And I think it turned a bit, I don't know what happened, but they had to cancel it. But I know he got paid. And that was a pretty decent amount of money. Yeah, I, I could totally use the money at the moment. So, yeah. You should, you should keep an eye out for these ads that sometimes appear. Yeah, I should. Absolutely. Um, the, the US Army's done something nice, sort of, I guess. Uh, well, you judge this. So in 1945, the U.S. Yeah. Army um, was in, where was it again? Everywhere. Um, yeah. Um, her village of San Pietro near Vincenzo, Vincenzo, which I guess is in Italy, right? I'm Sounds guessing. good. She, it was her 13th birthday, and the Americans had arrived, and, you know, they were treated as they were welcomed, you know, feeding them and all the rest of it. And her mum made her a birthday cake and put it on the windowsill to um, to cool. Mm. And the American Army guys came and stole it and ate it. Okay. And so uh, Mary, Mary Mion, was pretty upset about it. Uh, yes, and be. so the U.S. Army today um, gave her a cake for her 90th birthday, what? 77 years later. This is some social media people that have too much time on their hands. I know, right? I know. And I'm like, hang on, where's the interest on 77 years? You don't just give her a birthday cake, bro. You owe her way more than a birthday cake. But no, birthday cake and uh, social media fame is all she's getting. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, some people need to uh, have better things to do with their time, I think. (laughs) I I, I, I like it. It's like, this is a feel-good story. What? The part about this army guy stealing a kid's a teenager's birthday cake or the part where they give a 90-year-old lady a birthday cake just to so they can feel good about themselves? Mm. I'm failing to see where the army looks really good in this one. <laughs> I just, I know, I know. It seems a bit strange to me. Of all the things I've kept track of, it's that. <laughs> yeah. Nothing to do with the atrocities anywhere else. Just oh, that. yeah. Gosh. Hey, uh, I went on Kickstarter and uh, I found something that upsets me a little bit already. (laughs) Yet again, it's another stupid idea that's making a lot of money, Chris. Okay. Uh, They want $10,000 for their goal. They've made $623,000. And uh, how often have you wanted to have a tandem shower with somebody else? Let's say a significant other. Is that high on your list, Chris? I, I there was there have been moments there have okay, been moments. okay so when you're doing but not, that those moments are very much years and years apart in time I'll send you the link it's uh it's a little attachment that uh, puts an extra shower head basically um in your bath in your shower over a bath so you can um you know shower together and all have the water you're going to save water you're not going to get cold um apparently there's a lot of people that want this uh, I just, um. Yeah. If you were showing this to a bunch of plumbers, they would just be like, "Oh my god, I wish I'd come up with this." It's it's way too simple, right? 
So basically, just for the the listeners that aren't looking at this picture, it's not what I expected when he no. sent me that. No, no. Um, you've got a shower head that, coming out on, uh, on a bath type shower. It's definitely and where the curtain rail goes across. Yes. Um, the the pipe goes along that curtain rail, yeah. and then a shower head on the other end of the curtain rail facing the other one. So you've got the twin thing, which is not a bad idea. Like fair one enough. Of, one of them. I just saw the price. Scroll down. How much do you reckon? Actually, hang on. I, I haven't actually opened no, it. No. I just opened the picture. Oh, no. But how much do you think it is for one of them? It's a piece of pipe and two shower heads. I, I, but there's that plastic molding stuff. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess about that. Uh, yeah. So if I was going to say how much it'd be, I'd say 250 bucks might be. Max. Oh, my gosh. You're exactly right. $249. Oh, really? You're exactly right. They're blowing my mind more than this product. Because. <laughs> <laughs> I've known you a while, and normally your guesses are way out of whack. <laughs> but here we go. Uh, yeah, no, I thought it was a lot, but I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's a, as a finished-looking product, yeah, I, I guess it's... Um, it seems quite like a niche product, but I don't know. I guess it's it's a lot easier to retrofit that than to... Because, um, you know, a lot of those fancy homes now, they do have the twin shower. Type yeah, or a big waterfall overhead thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. I'm not sure. Uh, the link will be in our show notes, of course. Uh, or you can search for the Tandem Shower by Boona, B-O-O-N-A, a shower worth sharing. Shower worth sharing. So um, I want to give you a reason number 324 why I'm glad I live in New Zealand. Okay, go. What's we don't have freaking beers here. So this, I just read do. this thing. And I was like, what is going on? Just the headline got me interested enough to read it. It's headlines too. Beer destroys car in Larkspur, which is the place, Larkspur, Colorado, Mm. over lip gloss. And so I I read through it, and basically um, beer activity has been picking up all over the place. Mm. And um, I saw a man with a face. How to beer proof your home. These are the things you must do if beers are in your area. Yeah. I'm going to quickly read through this bullet point list. Okay, go Keep on. garbage in well-secured location. Yeah, Only put garbage sense. out on the morning of pickup. Yep. Clean garbage cans regularly. Keep them yep. free of food odors. Ammonia yep. is effective. Use a beer-resistant trash can or dumpster. Yep. Um, don't leave pet food or stock feed outside. Bird feeders are a major source of bear-human conflicts. Attract birds naturally with flowers and water baths. Do not hang bird feeders from April 15th to November 15th. Do not attract other wildlife by feeding them, such as deer, turkeys, or small mammals. Don't allow bears to become comfortable around your house. If you see one, yell at it, throw things at it, make noise to scare it off. Yes. Secure compost piles. Bears are attracted to the scent of rotting food. Mm. Clean the grill after each use. Clean up thoroughly after picnics. If you have fruit trees, do not allow fruit to rot on the ground. If you keep little small livestock, keep animals in a fully covered enclosure. Construct electric fencing if possible. Do not store livestock food outside. Keep enclosures clean to minimize odors and hang rags soaked in ammonia and or pine sole around the enclosure. If you have beehives, install electric fences. Wear a layout. Talk to your neighbors and kids about being bear aware. Keep garages, doors closed. But basically, all these things that have scent in a car, like if you have the air freshener thing, bears will rip into your car for it or lip gloss or all that stuff. No, 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 that's all common sense stuff. I thought you were going to say something real weird. Um, No, but I just couldn't be bothered doing any of that. (laughs) I saw a guy. Easier to move. (laughs) 
this guy the other day had his face ripped off by a bear. Oh, and what? I, yeah, and he was like, I, I, I didn't see the video because it was a video, and I think it was him filming it. So yeah. he was going to put his camera away or pull his camera out or do something, and the bear turned and then just went for him because they can run super fast in short bursts, yeah. and it hit him. And then he had some people with him. I can't remember what the deal was, but they got him out of there and they restructured his face. Like literally there was nothing left of his face. And somehow they rebuilt his face and he looks completely normal in what I saw. And he was just like, yeah, like so shockingly fast. And um, he was very lucky because I think uh, somebody that was he was with was like a um, trained paramedic or something. And they kept his airway open because he just had a hole in his head. Anyway, that was gross. Um, um, I might have mentioned this before. I'm not sure, but um, it sounds like a classic epic story. Go, it is a little bit. I like so when I was a bit younger, and and VHS tapes were a thing at yeah. the VHS store. There was a thing called Faces of Death, which I oh got my. out a few times. Yeah, I bet you did. And effectively, it was a it was a snuff movie. Effectively, is, and is it real life? Real ones, yeah. Okay. And so they good, had good, people good. getting um, electric chair and stuff like that. Um, but one of the things they got, it was two films taken in uh, those, um, what do they call them? Like a handy eights or whatever they called them. The, the old, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So two families stop at Yellowstone National Park, black and white film. Oh, and, I think I may have um, seen this one. And it cuts from one to the other. Yeah. And um, on one, the guy get there's a bear there, and the guy gets out of the car, and he's like, I'll just get a closer shot. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah, she's yeah. going, Bob, Bob, get back in the car. And then in this other one, the, this this other guy's filming, and the woman goes, oh, George, look at that idiot, get out of the car. <laughs> he goes up to the bear, and he's filming the bear. The bear turns up, gets on his hind legs, and goes, swap, and knocks his head off, like breaks yeah, his yeah. head, and his head just falls off, um, breaks his neck, and his head just falls back, and instantly dead. Their kids are in the car, like. Oh, no, it's crazy, eh? Oh, horrific. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, crazy. So, yeah, I'm glad we don't have bears here. <laughs> Me too. I'm glad we don't have a bunch of different things. It's good. Snakes, yeah. well, I think snakes would be the annoying me. Or, or catapulting spiders. Have you heard about this? No. So there's a tiny, tiny spider uh, catapults to safety after mating to avoid sexual cannibalization. From the other spider? Yeah, so um, these tiny spiders live in communities of up to 215 and build connecting webs. What? That's a weird number. Yeah, it's, um, well, I don't know why, (laughs) up to 215. Yeah, good good, good question. Uh, They make their homes in the woods of central China, um, Hubei, Hunan, Jiangxi provinces. Researchers examined 155 Successful matings in a lab setting. In 152 of the matings, male spiders were able to catapult away to safety, while three male spiders who didn't were eaten by their partners. Mm. So being being scientists who have absolutely no moral standing or ethics, in my opinion, um, they go, oh, so I wonder what happens if I cut one of its legs off? I wonder if what happens if I cut both of it because they have these two catapulting legs at the yeah, front yeah, or something. They, they can't do it. No, they just uh, they 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 do the little ritual mating dance and then they bugger off. They don't even go there because they're like, I'm not able to catapult. So if I have sex with the spider, I'm dead. So they don't even try. Oh, uh, 
I see. But um, the um, that what they reckon is that the female spiders uh, have that ability to select the sperm. So when they they get impregnated, they, it doesn't go to the egg. They hold it in a sack. If the spider's quick enough to get away, they go, yeah, good genetics, and they'll squeeze it in and they'll um, impregnate the eggs. If they manage to eat it, they go, well, what a loser, and they, <laughs> they void the um, sperm and look for another one. That's okay. what they reckon. I just thought it was um, weird. That, yeah, totally. Uh, that, that's... <laughs> That, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Uh, I hope, uh... So hopefully you've got a dose of randomness in your podcast today because I can't think of much more random we could have gone. <laughs> I'm sure uh, if we, I'm sure we'll find it one day. Every every episode, you never know what you're going to get. Uh, thanks to everyone that's been listening. Um, make sure to check out the website. We've got links to all the show notes and all the previous uh, episodes are there. And yep. uh if you are listening uh, via the website and you think that you'd like to listen on a smartphone, it's pretty easy. Just hit us up and we can help you with that. And, uh, oh, I think uh, I think there was a shout out to Liam. Sorry, Liam, if I've completely forgotten to do this for the last two weeks. He upped his Patreon level. Oh, thank he, you, Liam. He gets married and next thing you know, boom, got to give some <laughs> money to old Uncle Chris. <laughs> After seeing him in real life, I realized how terrible he is. Uh, <laughs> Uh, cheers, cheers, Liam. I, I did not know that. <laughs> I, I, I think that's what the notification meant. Uh, that's how I read it anyway. And uh, we are very grateful. Yes, yes. And uh, we didn't get a chance to meet John when he was here. I, I assume he's been and gone by now. John uh, Dufresne. No, no, he wasn't coming over. Oh, that's right. was, and then we were going to do a thing. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll catch up with you, John. We, I'm still keen to, uh, to right. get on the uh, Zoom with you. Okay. Until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.